Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. How amazing was that? Let's give Claudia and the team a hand, because that was awesome. Yeah. A lot of work goes into media presentations, a lot of work. So we just want to thank you guys, the team, and in particular, Claudia, because she is amazing. I don't know where she is in the room, but uh, she's, just, she's just going out the back. Uh, thank you, Claudia. And she, uh, she's a great blessing in Jesus' name. Thanks, Kez. Oh, it's good. Ange, is Angela in the room or has she gone to kids? Oh, there you are. Thank you for sharing. What a, what a kingdom warrior you are. And I just, last week you were out with kids and I spoke over your husband, but it's going to be a season and a year of God revealing a revelation of the authority that you both carry because you still... You see yourself in one light, you see yourself this big, but God says you're this. According to his kingdom, authority and favour and anointing. And last week your, your husband shared around the offering and I could see in the spirit things shaking. And you've you got the same. You've got the same. You've got the same power and anointing. And for anyone who's new here, uh, Ange and, and James Watson oversee our kids ministry and I'm very thankful because for a bunch of reasons but my son is in that ministry is in this season and he loves it today he couldn't wait to be down there so I've actually got a photo from um, I don't know if we have it up on the screen uh, from my son so this is something that the kids team done a couple of weeks ago we're finishing our prayer and fasting two weeks today and part of prayer um, the prayer side is that they gave the kids for the fridge something to come up with so they could pray every day uh, for something. So my son Bear sat down with Charlie and myself and we said, what do you want to pray for? He said, on Monday, what do you want to pray for? And he said, daycare. He said, okay, on Monday we pray for daycare. On Tuesday he was going to pray for his daycare friend called Mia. So that's his, I know, no, no. I'm already very protective. The other day she held his hand and I wasn't very impressed. Charlie thinks it's cute, but I just don't know about this. <laughs> Wednesday, we pray, he prays for family. Thursday is for church. Friday is Nonny, Nonna and Poppy and Nanny and Granddad. And then on Saturday, he prays for his cousins, Jack and Summer. And so he came up all that by himself. And, um, and we, every night before he goes to bed, we just pray as part of our prayer and fasting season. Just pray for that. I love hearing my son pray because it's so innocent and authentic. And although we, Charlie, he, and he did have a conversation about where Jesus lives. And Charlotte said, in your heart, he said, here. She said, yeah, here. He said, pretend in my heart. <laughs> no, he's in your heart. He said, well, where's Jesus? And he's trying to look for Jesus in his heart. But um, he'll get it. He'll get it at some point. Be praying for his salvation with you, uh, being a pastor's kid in particular. I'm a pastor's kid, I can say that. 
Oh, there's a mighty river. There is a mighty river in this church. There is a mighty river of God that is starting to flow afresh. There is a river of God inside of you. The Bible says that we have from our innermost being rivers of living water. And what happens in life, though, is that we get disappointments, we get hurts, we get discouragements, and the rivers start to get blocked up because we don't know how to keep our spirit free sometimes. But I want to say prophetically over us today that God is saying it's time for the river to flow. And each person here, again, I'm not, I don't see you right now, I don't see your smiling faces, I see little creeks. I see little reservoirs. And the great thing about a bunch of little creeks becoming uh, one is that it creates a mighty force. The Shalhaven River isn't just out of nowhere. It's because of all these little hundreds, thousands, little creeks that are coming into a mighty force. And spiritually over our house, the Father is saying he wants to carve out spiritual landscapes through the rivers in this church. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to have eyes that see and ears that hear. Help us not to look to the natural man today, but to look to you, Holy Spirit. I pray for anyone in this place who needs breakthrough right now. I declare the breakthrough power of the kingdom. Anyone who needs healing, we declare your healing power. Anyone who's facing struggle, we pray for a freedom and a peace. Oh, we honour you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. <laughs> These past two weeks, um, we've been doing prayer and fasting as a church. I'm loving the devotional on the Version app that we've been doing together. And, and I just have been so blessed by what God is doing in our family in these past two weeks in particular. Has anyone else who's doing the prayer and fasting sensed um, a closeness with the Father? Uh, I'm telling you, I, I can sense a closeness. I can sense a, an intimacy with Him. I can sense a leading and, an, and a connection that's just so um, incredible. And, I, and Wednesday night we had our, our leaders night and we just, the Holy Spirit was here. And the, and the presence of God was here. And this morning, it's like, are you ready for what God wants to do? Oh, I, I feel like um, I'm going to put a call out. I'm going to put a call out in the spirit to revivalists. I'm putting a call out in the spirit this morning to revivalists, those who yearn and hunger and are desperate in your spirit for an outpouring of revival both locally nationally and globally I call you to come in and I invite you to come into this church and partner with a spirit of revival what is revival revival is 3,000 people being saved in a day revival is fire falling on meetings and people being so empowered with the gift of tongues that they went out and they spoke 120 different languages to reach the 3,000. Yeah, how cool is that? You imagine if there was a massive festival right now in our city and there was 100 plus different nationalities that we couldn't understand and the Holy Spirit moved on this meeting today and you started speaking Chinese. 
You started speaking Jamaican. Yeah, man. <laughs> you started speaking whatever it is. And you just went out there and you started speaking in tongues and you spoke the local tongue according to the power of the Spirit. I, I, I was speaking to a friend this week from Europe and he's a revivalist and he's tonight, he's got a meeting in, in, in Germany that he's running and, and we're talking about the prophetic picture of, of the rivers of God in us creating spiritual landscapes like the Grand Canyon, but in the Spirit. That's the power of, 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 the, of the flow of God. And he said, I'm going to use that in Germany. I said, you take it. It's yours. It's yours. And we're talking about the need right now in our nation, in Australia, and in our state right now, in New South Wales, for a move of God that is so powerful that people will travel to come and sit within the room just to have an encounter with God. So I'm putting a call out this morning. I'm doing it prophetically to say, Father, send in the revivalists. Raise up the revivalists in this church. Those who are not satisfied with the day-to-day type of Christianity that we are so used to, but want more. (coughs) If that's you, this is the place for you. Where cities are literally impacted, not based on one man's charisma, or based on one man's gifting. Why do I get other people up here? Why do I not just take it all for myself? Because I see the rivers in others. Don't understand how I work. My joy is to see someone else step up. And I want to see revivalists in this house have this fresh fire in them rise up again because it has been squashed. There is discouragement and disappointment and God says there is a new river flowing. My goodness, that's not the message, but there is a prophetic inclination for this. So this this year we are going to talk about the Father's favour. This is the word that I felt on January 4th or 3rd this year that God gave me in my heart for our church community. The Father's favour. We're going to talk about what favour is today and then we're going to teach it out this year so we have a real healthy understanding of what the favour of the Father looks like. And let me just say it's a very, very good thing. This year as a church, I want to encourage you that there is this calling right now and there is a fresh call. You've got to understand the Father works like this. He calls and he waits. Who can I send? And he listens. And then he calls again. And he listens. And he calls again and he watches. And it's like, I said on Wednesday night to the guys, it's like a baseball being thrown and we have this mitt to catch it, a glove to catch it, a a baseball glove. But the baseball glove is huge because the Father's desire is not that it's hard to catch things, but really easy. And I feel like this baseball, this prophetic inclination or an insight is thrown through Pastor James and Annie for 30 years through to today and he throws his calling and we go, yeah, 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 me, me, me. And then we look over there and we fumble it and we get distracted by things. And for us as a community, it's things like COVID. It's things like interest rates. It's things like uh, depression and mental health and, and, and physical challenges and family challenges and all these things. And, and we take our eyes off what God is trying to do and we, get, we drop the ball. 
But the father says, hey, it's okay. Let's do it again. And two weeks ago, or last week was that I felt a repentance in my spirit that we actually have to say sorry for not fully embracing the call that God has for this house. Because we've become a inward focusing people when God says, look to the nations. Lift your eyes, look out. The calling is greater than just what you need and what I need. We are called to be people who say, Lord, send in the nations, send in the broken, send in the cripple, and we'll help heal them with your power. This year I encourage us as a church, let's have a godly expectation. Let's have a kingdom expectation. Let's be hungry. Let's be hungry, hungry hippos. Remember that game, that game when you were a kid? Very frustrating game. Hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> Let's have kingdom hearts, a church that raises shepherds who raise shepherds, who knows how to draw the river out of each other. Oh, this is such a big key for our church. Just look at, the, look at the head in front of you. Look at the back of the head in front of you. Just, just have a bit of a study of the back of the head in front of you. What do you think of the head? Is it all right? Is it, does it look clean to you? Do you need to tell them to take a bath? You know that our church, this church, will become all it's called to be when we truly learn the art and discipline of seeing who each other is in the spirit. We all want this, but there's actually an art and a discipline to learn this prophetically. The person in front of you is back of their head. Do you, can you see in the spirit the greatness of God over them? I don't know with the person in front of you, because the person next to you might know really well. The person in front of you, you might not know as well. But can you sense the greatness of God in them? Because listen, if you can't, it's okay. We'll just catch. Catch. But if we can learn to be a people who know how to see the potential of God, another way of saying it is this. We see the river in somebody and know how to draw it out. Then we will become a very powerful church because we'll be a church that knows how to draw out the greatness of each other, not see the failings of each other. And don't let the failings of the people around you taint the view of the greatness that's in them. There is greatness. There is God's prophetic calling. There is an anointing. Because listen, we have to become good in our church at this so that when, people send it, when God sends in the nation and the nations, guess what you do? Oh, you're new here. Awesome. And you're sensing, man, I can sense I can sense there's something in this person. I can sense the greatness of God. I can sense there's a word in season. I can sense the word of breakthrough. And that person has a moment of heaven touching earth because the people of this house went, we're going to catch it. So last Sunday, I'll give you a really practical example. Last Sunday, um, preached. God was here. It was awesome. And then after service, someone came up to Charlie and I, well, up to Charlie and said, hey, I've got a word for you. And this person wasn't like, does say it the Lord, boom. Like it wasn't like, it, they were very humble in heart and they said, oh, I just, I just got to share it. And 
started speaking over Charlotte, and Charlotte called me over because I was praying for someone down here and called me up and I got to come over. So I came over and this person gave this word which was so accurate to our world that nobody knows, nobody, just us. And we have the Charlotte's there in tears on there going, oh my goodness, like, God, thank you so much. There is a moment of heaven touching earth and our spirit, literally, heaven touches our spirit. His presence fills our hearts. But why church? That person could have just went out there and done what they do. They went out of their way to go, I'm going to be obedient to the prompting of the spirit. And in that moment, we were totally blown away. And it set us up in our current world to chase after him more because that person was obedient to heaven's calling. It's a great example. Imagine if we all done this and done it accurately and done it really sweetly with a sweet spirit. Oh, prophetic words change lives. Let's be uh, raising kingdom cupbearers this year. Remember church, remember this is a calling on our church. We are a well of refreshing. So when people come in, and if you're new here today, we welcome you. You are our esteemed guest. We pray that you are so overwhelmingly blessed and that your life is changed for the better. It is an honour to have you with us. Now, I really mean that. Imagine if we all had that type of thing in our heart. Here, I'm a cup, kingdom cupbearer. Here's the river of living water. Sit down, have a drink. Would you like ice with that? Would you like a little straw with that? Have a drink. Let your hopes be renewed. Let your brokenness be restored. Let your, your, your heart that is far from God be returned to him. Let your marriage be, be healed. Let your children come back to the Father. Let the Lord do something in your life that is bigger. And we as locals just go... And that person's sitting there, we're like, we're just being obedient. It's what we do. By the way, do you want to be a kingdom cup bearer? Go back to your church and do that. Go back to your country and do that. That we have to become good in this church at this. Which leads to point number four, just as an intro. We have to become great kingdom builders. How do we build church? Well, you build by serving, finance. But one of the greatest ways you build is through your words. How you speak can either build someone or it can tear them down. There are many people in this room, even today, I'd say most of us who have had words spoken over us in our lifetime that have broken us. You see, words do that. They can break people down. But thank you, Holy Spirit, that you place the tongue in our mouth to declare the life of the Father. And according to Proverbs, the tongue has life or death, and we choose life in Jesus' name. So being very good at encouragement, being intentional at building up, being someone who doesn't just take for granted the blessing that we're in. Listen, this morning, Pastor Nat and Nat, Nat, you've done great. Oh, she just walked out of the room, I think. And there was a third person, Joe, sorry, Joe. 
up here leading us. Got here early and practiced. Came out Monday night and practiced. Please make sure that after a service, if you were blessed, or even if you weren't, you say thank you. Because I'm going to teach my son to be that kid that says thank you. And I'm going to teach our church to be people that learn how to show thankfulness and not be familiar. (laughs) And you'd be surprised. The statistic's really, really true. Only one out of ten came back to Jesus and said thank you. It's actually the same in church. One in ten will actually stop and actually do that. But we can be the difference. So to build up with our words. All right, are you ready to get into today's message? Why don't you say Vision Sunday, the Father's favour. This is great. This is going to be awesome. Calling all revivalists. Just keep it out there. If you know people who are revivalists and they're not currently in the church, bring them in. I want revivalists. I want people going to break us through. Psalm 90, verse 17. Why don't you turn to Psalm 90, verse 17. It says this. It says, Let the favour of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 14, verse 18. It says this. It says, He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. Sorry, Luke chapter 4. Sorry, Luke chapter 4. I apologise. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 says, He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Okay, so spiritually, um, who are all the prophetic people? Yeah, give me a little like antenna thing on your head. Okay, all right. Now, who here is led by the Spirit? Yes, everybody hopefully who who knows Jesus. (laughs) Our church is on the edge of something right now. He has sent me, this is speaking about Jesus, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Are we a church that proclaims freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, Are we a church that sets the prisoners free and a church that proclaims the year of the Lord's favour? I put it to you that there is a grace and an anointing over this church to truly step out into this this year. Because as Christians, we are great at speaking things, but often we lack the power that goes with what we're speaking. I put it to you that churches will be overflowing if they were seeing freedom for prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, the oppressed set free, and the year of Lord's favour declared. I can't talk about every church, but I can talk about our church. 
There is a grace and an anointing. A grace is a supernatural enabling for us this year to step in to a place of freedom, recovery, to see people free, to see the Holy Spirit move. We are not a country club. We are a Holy Spirit empowered people. And there needs to be an aggression in our spirit when it comes to this. There needs to be a hunger in our hearts when it comes to having more of God. And I pray by the grace of the Holy Spirit, the Celebration Church will be a church that truly hungers and thirsts after more of God. Church, we're on the edge of it. That we must be great and asking the Holy Spirit to lead us and be obedient like that person was last Sunday, that heaven might invade earth. The Father is wanting to reveal and pour out His overwhelming favour upon us, upon our families, our marriages, our individuals, our businesses, our city and beyond. Think about this. God, give us a revelation of this. The Father yearns to pour it out. Healing, restoration, freedom. The glory of God filling the hearts of people. People being overwhelmed by His love and His presence. Not trying to be cool anymore, but being overwhelmed with hunger. Oh, I just just need one. We can see it together. So what is favour? Favour is God's demonstrated kindness to His people through His unmerited grace, blessing, promotion and presence. Favour is God's demonstrated kindness to his people through his unmerited grace, blessing, promotion and presence. If you're writing notes, write that down because that's what this year is about. We have Norel in our church and she is a great blessing and she teaches theology. And at some point soon, Norel is going to come up and not today, but do some more teaching with our church. Uh, around theology, but I'm going to have a crack at it today, Narelle, and if I'm wrong afterwards, just come and tell me I'm open. But when it comes to the word favour in the Bible, I can find three types of biblical favour. The first one is found in the Old Testament. It's a Hebrew word called chen, C-H-E-N, which means grace. Noah, Abraham, Moses and Gideon found favour with the Lord and the Lord granted their requests. And the word used for those, especially in Genesis 6 verse 10 as an example with Noah, is that he found favour in God's God's eyes. It was the chen of God, which is the grace of God. Another Old Testament word for favour is ratzen, which is another Hebrew word which translates as Favour, delight, acceptable or acceptance. In Psalm chapter 5 verse 12 talks about that. The rats and favour of God. That the, the, the Father delights in us. That we are acceptable in His sight. Who wants the rats and favour of God over their life? The delight of God. And so therefore we see that God's presence is shown through the ratson. Turn to your neighbour and say ratson. I don't know if that's how you say it in Hebrew. It probably isn't. It sounds very Aussie, the rats. 
God's delight in his people. Oh Lord, increase the ratson over this church. Delight in your people with your presence. I'm realising with my little boy, again, I'm going to use him as my example because I'm learning so much from him, that he's, a, um, he's definitely a quality time person. So he has a couple of days where he's at daycare and I'm working and our time is limited to just before bed. And I can tell because he's not as settled. And it's a tiredness thing probably, but it's also, I think it's actually, I haven't seen him much. And so this week I said to Charlotte, um, I had Friday and Saturday off and I said, it's family Friday and Saturday. So my phone was off and I just said, this is our family time. It's just, just about me with my boy, me with my wife, and we're just going to create memories. And I could see the change in him. I could just see him just, his behaviour improved. His, his sweetness improved. He, he wasn't trying to get daddy's attention. He wasn't trying to, he was, you know, and, and he don't, he, he's, he's just two and a half or two and three quarters now. And it's just like, I'm learning that he actually does really well when I actually spend time with him. Whether it's wrestling, we wrestle. He loves it. I throw that kid a mile, on the, especially on the bed. And my wife does not really appreciate it. But he's flexible. He, he's okay. Oh, yesterday I took him to the beach because it was so hot. And he's out and, he's, and we're teaching him how to enjoy going over waves now. And he just, he's out there and then went rock pool hunting and all that beautiful stuff you do with your, your little kids because everything's amazing to him. Wow, look at this, the sand. Yeah, it's sand. Wow, it's amazing. Nah. And the thing is, though, is that what I'm learning is that I, I actually, you don't need to tell me to spend time with my son. I delight in my son. Like, he is my highlight. He's, I, he just sees my world. I love him. And so there's no one saying, have you spent time with your son today, Benaiah? You don't need to. I, I just... But it's because I delight in him. And then he loves spending time with his daddy because he loves his daddy. He delights in his daddy. And the rats in favour of God is that type of delight, I reckon, where it's, he just delights in you. Come on, let's go hunting at rock pools. Let's look for fish. Let's try to find some octopuses. Hopefully no blue ringed octopuses, but the other type. The third one is in the New Testament for favour. The word is called charis, or charis, but I say charis. It's a Greek word, which means grace and kindness. It's the word seen in Luke chapter 1, verse 30, where the angel says to Mary, don't be afraid, you have found favour with God. Grace and kindness, the favour of God is divine kindness. It's an act of compassion on, part, uh, on the part of God towards undeserving human recipients. E.g., unmerited favour. We've all heard of unmerited favour. Undeserved favour. You did not deserve to be saved. Remember this. You did not pass a test to make you get into that special class at school to make you... No, it's the grace and the favour of God which you didn't deserve 
but in his kindness, he gave it to you anyway. This is why with people next to us, we have to be great at forgiveness. Because even if they don't deserve it, it's called forgiveness, which means forgiving them even though they don't deserve it. God forgave you when you didn't deserve it, so forgive those next to you when they don't deserve it. You'll be amazed how many bitter Christians are around because they never forgave someone who hurt them. Get over it. Why? Because God got over it for you. God's charis, his grace and kindness an act of compassion on his behalf towards undeserving people. The kindness of God. What does the scripture say? It says the kindness of God leads us to repentance. His undeserved kindness. This church, our church, us as a people, we have to be so great at showing undeserved kindness. We have to be great at forgiving. We have to be great at forgetting and saying it's okay. Your mistakes don't define you. Don't forget that favour is not fair. We're doing a sermon series on this called Favour Ain't Fair this year. Talking about how favour ain't fair. It was not fair that Christ died on the cross for you and I. When he done nothing wrong and we done everything wrong. And we get to partake of his suffering and his forgiveness purely based on the fact that he showed us his favour. Yeah, but you don't understand. You don't know what that person said. You don't know what they did. You don't know. I know I don't. It doesn't matter. What matters is forgiveness because that's what he tells us to do. Bigger amen than that, I reckon. It's a hard one. It's a really hard one. Naturally, but with the Spirit, He can help us. So this this year, we're going to look at four different ways God shows His favour. The first one is His protection. And in Psalm chapter 5, verse 12, it says, For you bless the righteous, O Lord, you cover him with favour as a shield. Turn to your neighbour and say, a shield. His favour is like a shield. You cover him with favour as a shield. This is one of my verses. Every day I'm praying it for our family. You bless us, Father, and you cover us with favour as a shield. You surround us with a shield of favour. Therefore, we are blessed. Therefore, we are okay. Therefore, you go ahead of us. You go behind us. It's not just ahead of us. You surround us with your shield. So protection is this. Well, protection is seen in this. It's when you find favour that causes you to sleep in the storm while others freak in the storm. You know that you are found in him when it comes to peace and his favour because when naturally you should be freaking out, you can actually rest. 
Father, give us a revelation of your favour as a shield. A people who is supernaturally protected by the mighty hand of the Father. The second thing to look at this year is provision. It says in Psalm 84 verse 11, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Psalm 84 11. It says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favour and honour. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. The Lord bestows favour. No good thing does he uphold. This year we're going to be speaking about believing God for favour that causes overwhelming blessing. When was the last time you experienced his favour so abundantly that it, you felt a bit embarrassed by it? When people asked you about something, you had to play it down because you thought, I don't, want to, you know, I don't want to look like I'm too blessed. I know in our life we've done that. We've had blessings in our life and it's like you try and you try and be humble and you play it down. But it's God's favour. Give him the glory. So this year we're believing for our church family and beyond that there will be a sense of overwhelming favour when it comes to provision. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Now this is especially important when it comes to our state and when it comes to our area because there is a lot of poverty mentality. There's a lot of just getting by. And if that's you in your life right now, this year I pray that you would see a shift. Because you are not called to just get by. You are called to be a cup that overflows. My cup overflows. That's what the scripture says. It isn't a little bit of dregs in the bottom. You know the last bit that you have and it's like, I made my son a banana smoothie this week and a little bit of egg um, shell went in there and I thought that should be right like it's all good and so I gave it to him and I had the last little bit and I got to the bottom and all the little shells were in the bottom and it wasn't very nice to be eating eggshells at the bottom of, of the banana smoothie but sometimes our mentality is like this where we're getting, we're getting by on just, just enough I won't get into it more, but God, come, show your favour. The third thing is promotion when it comes to favour. It says in Psalm 90 verse 17, we just read that, let the Lord, sorry, let the favour of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Psalm 90 verse 70, 17. It just says about Jesus, this is such a cool scripture. Luke 2.52, it says Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and man. How can Jesus, the Son of God, why does he need favour? He is favour. Well, it says as he grew, he grew in favour with God and with man. This year over our church, we're believing for favour when it comes to growing in favour with God and with man. I pray that our church community finds a fresh sense of favour in his eyes. Favour opens doors supernaturally that 
would ordinarily and naturally be closed. Joseph was what? He was forgotten about in the prison and God opened doors supernaturally when naturally he should have run away in prison for the rest of his life. Have you ever had a promotion in your life that you thought, I don't deserve, that's, that's well. That's above the natural. I shouldn't have got that job. That's above what I'm qualified for. I shouldn't be getting paid that much. It's actually above what I feel like I'm qualified for. I know when I got married, I definitely married a girl way better than me and I definitely married up. Well, the Bible says, find your wife if you find favour from the Lord. 100%. God's promotion. Favour promotes you above your natural pay grade. Favour opens doors supernaturally that will ordinarily be, clo- ordinarily be closed. The favour of God does not bless self-promotion, but instead relies on God promotion. Uh, we're just going to mess with some mindsets this year because our mindsets can be very wrong. The Bible says, it says that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or imagine according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Above, beyond, not just getting by. Lastly, his presence. It says in Exodus 33, 14, my presence will go with you and I'll give you rest. In Psalm 18, verse 19, he brought me into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. It says in Psalm 147, 11, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope is in his steadfast love. His presence is the greatest representation of his favour. He dwells with those he delights in. Favour, defined to me, is demonstrated delight through his presence. When God meets with us as a church, when God meets with us as individuals, he is showing his delight and favour by being with us. There's a bunch of practical things this year that we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks to help us step into these different areas as a church. But today I wanted us to capture the spiritual first. And I've got a couple of minutes left. Holy Spirit, please help us. Holy Spirit, help our hearts. Help us to see what you have us see and hear what you have us hear. Let us not be dull in the spirit or look to the flesh, but know what the Holy Spirit is trying to say to his church. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is wanting to pour out his favour as a father upon our house and upon the city. He's wanting to pour out his favour as a father upon the nations of the earth. He is looking for his children to be people who are hungry for more of his presence. He is not looking for a people who are familiar. He is not looking for a people who lack expectation. 
He's not looking for a people who know how to do church. I'm sorry, but I'm not satisfied with the way that the church is. I want to see transformation happen in our city and I want to see it happen in our church. I think it's time for us as a church community to be challenged. Are you okay to be challenged? Because when you're challenged, you grow. Do you know that? If someone says, tells you what you want to hear every week, you never grow. It's when you actually are challenged in your belief or in your outworking that you actually have to step out of the boat. So here's the challenge. Let's be a church that is intentional about hosting the presence of God. Intentional is very important. Being intentional means you do something on purpose. I have to be intentional with my little boy. I can't just be flippant. I'm intentional when, when he has food. I'm intentional with when, he, when we have time to play. I'm intentional when he goes to bed. I'm intentional when he needs discipline. I'm intentional because I love him. And as a church right now, I just think we're on the edge of stepping into a whole new level. But we have to lay a hold of what God is trying to say, which is that the day of comfort has come to an end. The day of trying to put God in a box has come to an end. It is time to unblock the rivers of God again. It is time to let the Holy Spirit mess us up again. We have so much trash coming into our inputs. Social media, TV, socialising, work, study, all these things. Some of those things are fine, but if they're more than his input, you start to lose the catch. We have to be focused as a people. I've loved this prayer and fast because people have lessened themselves to seek after him. And you can see it in our church family. Charlie and I have heard more from God in our spirit in the past two weeks than we have in the past, I don't know, long time. So here's my challenge to us. Let's get hungry for God again. I mean, really hungry. I mean, you're out gardening and you're saying, more God. Got the hose, more God. You're on the work site and you're saying under your breath, more God. More Holy Spirit. Overwhelm me, Holy Spirit. Overwhelm me, more of you, more of you, Holy Spirit. When you're in the playground, when you're doing your homework, more Holy Spirit. We welcome you more, Holy Spirit. When you drive in your car, more, God. Because it's a prayer that when we pray it, he will answer. And when the people of God who are called to this church, when we humble our hearts and pray and seek his face, he will hear from heaven. But the answer is very simple. More, God. More of you. The fast might be officially over, but I'm not stopping. 
Pour out your glory. Pull out your presence. Mess me up. Mess up my family in the best beautiful way. Bless my wife. Bless my kids. Bless, my, bless my, the work of my hands according to your favour. And as a church, our heart cry is more God. More. More of you. More of your presence. More of your love. More of your revelation. More of your power. And what happens is when we say more to God, the rivers start to flow. Your river starts to flow in your heart and in your spirit. Hear what the Spirit says. When you cry out for Lord, Father, more, He says yes. And you start to see this river. And then guess what? As a church, we come together and the river is mighty. Because our little individual rivers have become mighty. Because our prayer is more. More, Father. Even if you don't know what that means, church, pray it. I finished with this story. Some of you have heard the story. It's a great story, so I'll tell it again. When I was in youth ministry, and Julia Rebel came to our youth ministry, and she preached about the fire of God, and I sat there as a little year eight or year nine kid, and I sat against that wall right there. And I sat there and I said to myself and to my spirit, I don't know what the fire of God means, but I want it and I'm going to ask for it. And I'm telling you, church, I just prayed whenever it came to mind for the next six months, God set me on fire. God set me on fire. God, I don't know what it really means, but set me on fire. Julian said it was awesome. Set me on fire. Set me on fire, God. And then over time, this thing started in my spirit. Ooh, the flame, the fire started to be, the prayer started coming, coming true. And by the time I hit year nine, I was a fireball. You asked my parents about it. I, I, I was a different person nearly. I was consumed by him in such a way as a year nine student. I was that kid that would spend hours every night reading my Bible, reading revival stories, starting a high school ministry, seeing people saved, preaching the gospel, seeing God moving in our, in our church, our church saw moves of God. And I just said, God, set me on fire. And the prayer today is this, more of you, God. I don't fully understand it necessarily, but more of you, God. And then this is what will happen. More of God will come. His presence will come. And it's the type of presence that when you sit in a room, no one needs to say anything, but people are hearing the Holy Spirit. And no one needs to do an altar call for healing because people are already getting healed because it's his presence. It's, it's, the, it's the tangible presence of God. And it's the type of presence that people hear about it down the street and go, I need a fresh cup of water. They won't say it like that, by the way. They'll just say, I need, I need a fresh touch from God. We'll go, kingdom cupbearers. We've been trained by a senior pastor, kingdom cupbearers, that's what we do. Come and sit down, kingdom, come, come. oh, there's not enough seats today. Have my seat, I'll stand at the back. 
I'll sit on the side over here against the wall. It's okay. You have a seat, you relax, have a drink of water. But it comes back to this church, and this is a prophetic moment. More of you, God. And I'm telling you, there is a hunger in our state right now, in churches, let alone the unsaved. Listen to me with this, please. I speak to pastors all the time. There is a desperation when it comes to, we want a touch of God. And if South Nara can play a little part of that, if we can play a little peace, then we say, yes, Father. Yes to God. Yes to an outpouring of the Spirit. But what I encourage you with, make it your heart cry this year. More of you, God. I am not satisfied. And if you are satisfied here, give me a fresh hunger. More of you, God. Because the oppressed need to be freed. The blind need to see. The broken need to walk again. You need to have your way, Holy Spirit, and do what you've longed to do since Acts chapter 2, which is to be free in the church again. And I'm telling you, church, you'll see cars lining up. When God is in a house, the people rally. But there needs to be a remnant to start with that says, more God. More of you, God. So we are in a moment right now, church. Can you sense it? I can sense it. Like we're, we're in, God, there's this invitation. It's like this, he's chucking the baseball. And I said to Nat and the team last week, the songs, Joey, the songs. China, the songs. The sound of heaven. Jessica, the songs. Jono, the songs. Tony, the songs. Of heaven. That sound like people being set free. Ooh. And not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. <laughs> oh, yes. We say yes and amen. And we don't strive for this. We're just going to in our own water in the garden. More, Lord. More, Lord. Oh, I'm going to turn the hose on. More, Lord. Come on, more. Hallie's cutting hair. More, God. Oh, cut someone's ear off. It's okay. More, God. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Why don't we stand to our feet? Charlie, come up here. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, I feel two things in my spirit, um, if you just give me two minutes of your time. Um, the first thing is I just want to really um, speak against anything in anyone's heart and mind that hears favour as like an entitlement message 
or a prosperity message. Like I want to break that in Jesus' name, that you hear the word favour and it's been tainted maybe from teaching that you've heard, experiences that you've had, and you go, oh, this is that entitlement, prosperity. Like, can I just break that in Jesus' name? Because it's not that. Um, And the second thing I want to do is actually to pray for people that when you hear this favour, there is something in you that goes, that's not for me. Whether it's mistakes whether it's past, whether it's something inside of you that you really struggle to receive the word favour for your life, I want to break that in Jesus' name. So if that is you, would you mind just raising your hand if you feel like you need to break off that thing of I am not deserving or worthy? Be bold. (laughs) Yep. Awesome, 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 awesome. And people, keep your hand up, keep your hand up because people are going to come and pray for you. So if you see someone with their hand up, can we just lay hands on them as a family? And if you feel like now that it's not just you and you also feel like you need to raise your hand, yeah, there's more of you. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. We're just going to speak over you. Break through with believing that you deserve the Father's favour. Let's just pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And if you're listening or watching online and that's you, raise your hand where you're at. Let's just break off this mentality. Father God, I thank you that you call these people your sons and your daughters and you are bestowing on them your favour and anything from their past, any mistakes that they have made, anything that anyone has said over them that says that they are not worthy or they are not deserving of receiving your favour, we break it off right now in Jesus' name. We break it off right now in Jesus' name. And Father, I ask that you reveal to them in this moment moment, your heart for them, your Father's heart for them in receiving the favour as sons and daughters. Father God, we just break that off them. And I ask Holy Spirit that right now you would reveal to them who they are as your son and your daughter. God, that you would bestow on them your favour in such a way that breaks down any mindset, any barrier, any anything, any lie that has been spoken over them. We speak breakthrough right now. If you're praying for these people, just pray, church. Let's actually just pray. Let's take a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We ask for breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. Thank you, Father, for our whole church family to receive this word. We ask for breakthrough in our minds. We ask for revelation, kingdom revelation right now, that you start to transform minds, transform minds in your mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, in your mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yeah, just just keep praying for them. If you feel like there's still time, if you just want to pray. Thank you, Lord. We just speak value and worth. We speak truth and identity. We speak sonship and daughtership. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you uh, have caused us to be worthy according to your blood, Lord Jesus. According to your grace, Lord Jesus. Oh, we speak favour. We speak kindness. We speak the presence of God right now, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.